You ever heard of Bungie? <laughs> it's a smaller deal. It's still a huge deal. It's crazy when you're looking at a multi-billion dollar deal. And you're like, oh, it's a smaller deal. It's just that the other deal was enormous. Mm -hmm. The Activision deal. I think we were talking, we might have been talking 70 billion on that one. I think that's what we were talking. This one, 3.6 billion the deal is reportedly worth. People said that Sony had to respond. Uh, the stock price on other developers it was starting to go up. Remember, people were saying, uh, particularly Capcom, in Japan, Square, they were saying, yeah, Nintendo. They're like, what is Sony gonna do next? Who they want to buy? Watch the values go up. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently they had their sights set on Bungie for their retaliation, uh, staying in it. Uh, it's it's gotta make you nervous, man. Mm -hmm. If you're Sony, mm -hmm. if uh, you see what's going on with with uh, Microsoft, which is your competitor, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're going to have to make some, make your own acquisition. I think they made a good decision. You're a big Bungie guy? Uh, Destiny, yeah. I never played Destiny, I, but wasn't Bungie involved with... <laughs> Halo? Halo? Yeah, they so were the creators of the first... I think up to the third one. Yeah, so and then three, four, so three. So, do took you it feel over. like this is kind of? Is it possible that this is kind of like a, a signal that you go for the previous involvement with the game that's now exclusive on mm. the other plat? Like, because we're talking about exclusives, and you, if you recall, uh, the the thing that people cared about when the Activision deal went down, they kept saying, "Well, is COD going to be exclusive now?" Because these right. the exclusive conversations when it comes to the consoles seems to always be the thing to talk about. Like which games are going to be on which platform and then people are either for or against it. You have the fans on either side that say, okay, um, you know, my side's better and I'm going to root for the exclusives that are on this platform. Mm -hmm. And then they do battle in the comment section and so forth. And then you have other people that look at gaming from the bigger picture and say, hey, people are going to miss out on playing good titles because they just don't have the hardware to play it with all the, when this exclusive stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And then to, for everybody to have all these different consoles seems like a, a lot of unnecessary uh, equipment mm -hmm. if these things continue to get siloed off onto each of the two platforms. But it seems like there's no way around it right now. The uh, IP, IP. Yeah, it's all about that nowadays, eh? The IP rating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant the other IP, the yeah. intellectual property, internet protocol. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's this deal? Bungie will continue, scroll up. Bungie will continue to be a multi-platform independent. They always say the same thing. Multi-platform. No, it's not going to be exclusive. No, it's, it's not a wrap on that. So they say good things out the gate so that people can't get too upset about it. The president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment said... In a post on the PlayStation blog, Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live game services will help us deliver on our vision of expanding PlayStation to hundreds of millions of gamers. That's another little mini shots fired. They're like, yeah, we got hundreds of millions of gamers. Mm -hmm. uh, Bungie's technical expertise coupled with their track record of building highly engaged communities make them a natural fit for collaboration with PlayStation Studios. They keep talking about this community building thing because that's money down the road. It's not just money on a one-time deal. Mm -hmm. Like Destiny, you keep paying. Can you keep paying? I think so. I can keep paying. Yeah. Well, you they buy limited stuff. It's like the gym membership in the new year. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Remember? Like everybody, it's an influx of people. They get the membership, and then they get the, they're getting billed forever after that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, all the games need to be ongoing, and they need to be... Um, uh, communities now. That's the thing. And Destiny does that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's some questions, some Q&A, courtesy of The Verge. As a Destiny player, does Bungie become part of PlayStation, becoming part of PlayStation, have any immediate impact on how I play and experience Destiny 2? No! Our commitment to Destiny 2 as a multi-platform game with full cross-play remains unchanged. We want you to play the Witch Queen on February 22nd. 
on the platform of your choice. I don't and know. Then that, anything after that is uh, all PlayStation. Yours is <laughs> in all caps in this answering this question. Yeah. So it's very intense. It's almost as intense as me yelling it. Um, of course, I mean, you're going to say this stuff. And look, I'm all for it if they actually do it. Here's my thing. You got a good game. Make it available to as many people as possible. And there's so many new business models that seem to support that happening. Uh, it's just going to be hard when the stakes get elevated. If the other platforms do their exclusive things, then you're forced to respond or else you can't sell hardware. Because mm -hmm. people will just say, well, I can play any game over here plus these exclusives. And so you get into a sort of arms race, which it appears that we're in right now. Right. Um, I don't, obviously, Bungie not on the same scale as Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's going to be a little bit less pull potential there. Still, uh, you know, something significant here and definitely a response and reaction to what's going on. And it's something for the Sony fans to celebrate in the presence of the variety of other deals that were happening on the other side. Yeah. Congrats, Sony. I guess you so. You did it. I guess so. So, by the way, De Destiny's the biggest launch they put out in a while, but I guess they, they, they've got this other game coming up. What, what was it called? Do you the know Witch anything? Queen. Do you know anything about this? I don't know this? anything okay, about all right. it. Well, anyway. But yeah. Um, looking forward to the Witch Queen. Yeah, me too. Apple Chinese New Year celebration on homepage and new shot on iPhone video. I haven't seen this yet, uh, but they're celebrating the Chinese New Year, the Chinese Zodiac Tiger. These years come every 12 years as a cycle. In Chinese element theory, each Zodiac sign is associated with one of five elements. Gold, metal, wood, water, fire, or earth. 2022 is the year of the water tiger. The water tiger. Water tigers come only every 60 years. This is the only... Oh, really? Thing. Yeah, it's your last water tiger, Will. Oh, I'm a tiger, actually. You're not going to make another yeah. 60 years, you understand? Mm. It's your last... Gotcha. It's your last water tiger <laughs> opportunity. Uh, mine as well. Don't, don't, don't worry. It's not like... Um, it's not like I'm planning on living forever, you know? Oh, right, yeah. No, yeah. it's... Yeah. Mo might see another water tiger. <laughs> I think so. Are you a tiger, too? No. I don't, I don't, I think, what am I? Uh, what is it, year or month? This isn't the same as, I don't know what I am. Okay. Well, how do we we'll find, find, how do we, how do we find out? Tell me, how do I find out? What do I got to do? Uh, Tell me what I am. But wait, aren't, aren't you and I born the same year? Are we? 1985? No, I'm six. Oh, okay. Give me 85. So it's just a yearly thing. There's no month component to it. You oh, are the uh, ox. Ox, that's right. My friend. Yeah, that's right. That, that sounds that's about you. right. You know why I got it screwed up? Why? Because the other one with the um, with the stars. Zodiac. Astrology. The Zodiac. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm May, so I'm also the bull over there. Mm. So I'm the bull there and then the ox there. Nice. Yeah. That's why I was confused. I was like, wait, am I saying the right one right now? I didn't want to offend anybody. I don't, I can't remember these things. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so Apple's celebrating Apple's Chinese homepage and they got a, tw a 23 minute short film. Oh. Holy cow, Apple. The comeback. All of a sudden, that's what it's called. All of a sudden, Will's uh, second guessing playing this clip here. He's like, oh, I'll react to the clip. Yeah, I thought it was like a 30 second. He's like, react <laughs> to the clip here. But I guess, uh, go ahead. Like, I mean, just play a little bit of it here. This is it, right? Oh my God! Look what! Look at the guy! What is he on oh Mars? Is there a Mars aspect to this? I guess so. Is he supposed to be Elon? Well, Chinese Elon? I mean, his spacesuit. Not gonna lie, looks a little bit <laughs> put together. <laughs> a little shoddy. I'm nervous. I'm guessing one of these is the player. You know what it is? You want to know what it is? It throws me off. It's the red light on the top of the the. That's the behind the scenes. Oh, that was cool. The alert. You hit the behind the scenes right there. Okay, this is probably... Yeah. Probably in there. Well, yeah, okay. It's more behind the scenes, but it's still, <laughs> this is still... Okay, so you can just tell they basically made a feature film. When, when you got the ropes out and the flips are happening... Yeah. You make a, they make a feature film. Apple, you know, they invest in... Look at the lighting. It's... Uh, in, in marketing. I mean, they... Uh, they want to sell some phones 
Chinese New Year. Why wouldn't you? A lot of rigs going on. That's how you sell phones, man. Rigs and uh, flying and flipping stunts. Uh, Mars. I don't yeah, know, I don't know they, if they uh, went to, actually went to Mars. P- people are screaming right now. They're like, you, just let me go watch it. They, you can go watch it. High production value. Uh, see what Apple's up to as far as what they're promoting in China. I don't think that they're posting this on any other homepages. Yeah, that's apple.com.cn. There you go. That'll take you, you. take you right there. Buy yourself an iPhone 13 while you're at it with with the money you got from Chinese New Year. Yeah, because you got that's what you got to do Will, with the envelopes. Yeah, the red pocket. Yeah, you got to do the red envelopes, mm-hmm. man. Come on. I do. Republicans attack Apple over release of pregnant man emoji for iOS. We talked about this. I kind of felt that there was going to be, uh, honestly, in it. I was kind of like a little bit more uh, reactionary. Mm-hmm. I was just reacting to the appearance, to the um, the additional uh, emoji option. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, as soon as we were done filming that clip, I was like, oh, right. There's going to be a whole set of headlines and political conversation around the existence mm-hmm. of uh, this particular cartoon. But I know emojis mean a lot to people, way more than to me. As I told you previously, you know, I'm a one emoji guy. Yeah. And uh, very specific. And of course, it's Apple and Apple is just this huge brand. And But, you know, somebody said in the comments to me that uh, this particular emoji update is more like across the board. It's just that it this is the first time it's showing up on Apple's side. Like you're going to see the pregnant man elsewhere. Really? At which point, who are you? Who are you mad at? I don't know. Oh, so Google has one already. Let me or? just explain the pregnant man to you. All right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> can you play that theme song again? That opening track. <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, yo, you still had it. Yeah. Let me explain a pregnant man to you. <laughs> Let me explain it. All right. <laughs> All right. A pregnant. The pregnant man would would be a um uh uh male appearing like a male. Don't screw this up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hang on. Let me just hang on a second. All right. It, appearing as a male, uh, per, like presenting as a male, pronoun pronouns as a male, but uh, uterus. Still uterus. Okay. Yep. See, you know, I don't have to even be that descriptive because you know where I'm going here, yep. what I'm getting at. So that person is a thing that exists. That person. Like mm-hmm. a person that looks like that exists. And that's what uh, Apple is uh, aiming at. Or not Apple, but like emoji sure. culture in general is aiming to. And... Uh, you know, as far as I can tell, I, I I think there are other places to place it. Like I don't again, I don't know how outraged people actually are versus the headline stuff that even we're involved in, which is you know that anytime some sort of significant change happens, you're gonna get both sides of it just getting all riled up. Getting the feathers what is that saying? Ruffle the feathers. The, the ruffling of the feathers. It's yeah. it's 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 almost like clockwork, right? It's like one I side one side is th- is feeling this way, the other side's feeling that way, and each side is ready to go. You know, you yeah. said when we started the show, you said you want to go, like you threatened me. Remember that? I did. Yes. That's what happened. It hasn't even the story isn't even really there yet, and everybody's like, "You looking at me? Mm-hmm. You talking to me? You got a different point of view? You better not. Careful." Yeah. I noticed it myself too, and some people pointed this out. Like you're covering so many topics and talking so much, and you're having to be so aware of of all the potential combat that's going on out there over yeah. everything, and it, it becomes hard even when you look. You've got a pregnant man cartoon. Yeah, man. That's why I don't say a lot. Really, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I mean, you gotta I keep mean, it straight. I mean, yeah. in the day, that's it's what you have, and and yeah. so it's um, but it's fun. I don't mind walking the tightrope, but I'll tell you one thing: everybody's gonna slip. Learning how to walk the tightrope, yeah. 
and even the most even the trained professionals they're gonna uh that's what the safety thing is for when mm. when you're walking a tightrope right o only only the most uh seasoned veterans do it without the rope mm -hmm. uh the tightrope like without the the extra rope in case you fall off the tightrope yeah what was that solo climbing well i mean if that's if you're on a mountain but i was talking more about the tightrope because it just oh right yeah anyway a lot of people are pissed i, I feel like i didn't even uh, fully flesh out the headline there a lot of people are pissed they say it's the um uh, evidence that um uh like some some sort of uh this is not uh, biologically uh uh proper mm -hmm. you know and that it's going to give the wrong idea and uh and it's the beginning of the downfall yeah it's always a betting on the future it seems like these things it's like this is a very slippery slope that's as right people would say that's right you know so anyway the it turned into a political issue left right and uh, of course as as you already are pro uh probably aware left left loves it and right not so much mm -hmm. so there you are again and then and then and then the majority of the public is somewhere in between those two mm -hmm. uh, uh far apart parameters regular humans yeah what do you got, Mo? You do, do you have an update for us here? You're looking very concerned over there. Uh, a few people are complaining about the audio. Yeah. What's with the audio? It's because okay. of the screaming. It does have anything to do with the screaming. Hmm? Does it have anything to do with the screaming? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Intel takes a bite out of Apple. This was actually a cool video uh, I spotted on The Verge. Uh, this is the latest Alder Lake. I don't, haven't seen these laptops yet. This is actually the first one of its kind. And the premise of the video is whether or not Intel is competitive with the likes of Apple and the stuff they've been doing with M1. It's a little bit strange in the sense that you've, you're comparing two laptops that aren't really comparable hmm. in a sense that the... You know, a lot of people that want an M1 MacBook are looking for something that is thin and light. Uh, they're maybe doing Photoshop or Final Cut. And then the MSI laptop that the, that's in this video with a tremendous spec sheet, Alder Lake, i9 with RTX 3080. It's, it's more targeted at gamers. That just seems to be what happens. Mm -hmm. The really high-powered PC laptops are just gamers are the ones who... Are willing to pay for them typically and the other reason it's a tough comparison is because this unit is like six over six pounds compared okay. to four and a half or whatever the macbook happens to be so this is a core i9 12900 hk rtx 3080 ti 32 gigs ram two terabyte ssd the model that she looked at in the video is 1080p 360 hertz so 360 even, hertz even more gamer that's insane even more gamer targeted it is a four thousand dollar laptop that's no joke huge rgb strip on the front you can configure it with a high res display um which will have a uh will not be 360 hertz it's probably going to be I hope it's not 60, but maybe one. I don't know what I don't know what the other display option is. It's not in front of me right now. But anyway, there's a couple of tests in here which are interesting on the creative or uh, content creator side, which is exporting videos. If you are still a person that's using Premiere at this point, mm -hmm. again, not the most fair matchup because there are other native video editing apps on on the Mac which are probably going to be faster than this. But here you can see a 16-inch M1 Max only bests on uh this uh this new chip barely on an h264 export test for premiere pro 4k hmm. we're talking like 10 seconds and you know that that m1 max chip is very expensive that that particular 16 inch macbook pro so what does it tell us like is intel catching up does intel have an answer here are things getting better uh well yeah probably but it's still there still seems to be this divide between uh these types of customers and 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 
And then we start to really appreciate how hard it is to get these types of specs and this type of performance in something as small as the M1 MacBook Pro and mm -hmm. thin and light and so on. Now, granted, it doesn't have an RTX 3080, so that's worth noting too. Either way, it's good news for gamers. If you've got the budget for it, this new stuff looks pretty promising. Did Intel take a bite out of I saw I saw the headline. I feel like we got to just use the same headlines. Great. Great headline. Yeah. Intel biting an apple. I mean, uh. I'm just picturing it. This is some this is some weird news. Honestly, uh it's not there's not too many places covering this right now. Okay. So we have the scoop? No, I don't think it's a scoop. I mean, this this site seems to know. Maybe they pulled it from local news. I don't know. Uh, it's only a matter of time before this gets picked up elsewhere, I would guess. But this was a Samsung facility in Austin that apparently spilled 763,000 gallons of acidic waste into a local tributary. No surviving aquatic life. That's a lot of gallons. Um, I read, read this through, I guess. Actually, there's a nice overhead image, like a satellite image, which, can, which will show you the tributary. So you've got... So that's like a river. You got water action in okay, there. Okay, yeah. And there is some wildlife in there. And when they say acidic, uh, pay, you know, this is the thing with uh, the trendy water, which would say the pH level. The trendy water. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're drinking the trendy water? Like high alkaline? Like flow. Like I'm always drinking that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you have alkaline water. Mm -hmm. And, and the, you know, you're attempting to... Uh, with alkaline water, you're, limit your acidity. It's very okay, ho hotly yeah. contested and debated, and the, it's yeah. it's much like the um, it's much like the pregnant man emoji. Oh, okay, yeah, it's similar on water. Eh? Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you can tell here, in an extreme case where you have this uh, increase in acidity, apparently. Uh, over a period of 106 days, the spilling resulted in the tributary's pH level falling to between 3 and 4 values that are overly acidic for surface water. All right, this happened apparently January 28th. Is, at least that's when it was discovered. Um, now, I don't know. Does Samsung call them up and be like, hey, it's uh, a problem over here? Or do they just sample the water and then look for a source and realize what's going mm -hmm. on? I'm not sure, but if you scroll down a little bit more, you'll see that then they, they had to check on uh, whatever wildlife, aquatic life would have been there. And they said no surviving aquatic life within the entire tributary uh, from the Samsung property to the main branch of Harris Branch Creek near Harris Branch Parkway. So this big section, I guess whatever was living there had been wiped out. I don't know how much was living there. This is just obviously not an ideal scenario. So is the city going to sue Samsung? That's a great... You know? Yeah, I would. I don't know. Or, or is there some sort of a fine? Yeah, I think it would be a fine for what, something like this. And what kind of waste is it? Yeah, that's another acidic waste. Is it like battery tech or something? <laughs> There's a lot of questions here. Right? Exactly. Like this story was really strange to me. It's pretty vague, and then it's on a site that I've never been on before, FPSReview.com. So I think we got to wait and see if more stories emerge here. That. Mm -hmm correspond with these findings if anybody's local in austin you can let us know uh, in the comments if you've heard anything about this but i think we're going to see some more articles based on that article and, and uh we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it but take it for what it is right now mm -hmm. oh yeah here, here's one here's a fun one look at this tweet this tweet absolutely blew up i i had to take notice of this tweet yeah because it has 508, it might be the hottest, I think it's the hottest tweet in the last 24 hours, doesn't matter who. Yeah, it was at 400,000 this morning. Exactly. Just flying. This tweet is flying. 508,000 likes. You can see it going up in real time. The uh, user Space, Space Young. Space Young? Sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, he tweets out, Netflix got to add a comment section too. I want to know if this movie is worth watching or not. Very casual tweet. No caps. Mm. 51,000 retweets, over 3,000 quote tweets, and then half a million likes. I guess people love this idea, and I think Netflix should take note. 
Half a million people on that tweet should be an indicator of, of a real demand. Mm -hmm. And you got to come with a supply. Although, as you see on YouTube, the comment section keeps getting diminished. Like the, uh, on mobile, it keeps getting buried further and further down. Mm -hmm. or, or like beneath clicks. It seems to me that the comment section on the internet is under attack, if anything. It's not expanding. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's sites like Reddit, which are still primarily comment-driven. But I can't imagine Netflix adding comments, but it is an, it's an, an amazing... Imagine the experience of being on Netflix with comments. Maybe where you could have comment um, like some of the Chinese sites do. Uh, like Billy Billy, when when I was going to watch my videos mm -hmm. over there that had been transcoded and comments, you could turn it on or off. But at pertinent moments, highly uh, thumbs up comments would actually come on the screen. Oh, so it's like uh, kind of like SoundCloud where it's kind of like time stamped. Oh, cool. Kind of like so 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 if they're if you're lonely watching stuff on your own, like a movie or something, and you have your react, and then you see somebody's comment. Or, or maybe it's something novel that you didn't think of, mm -hmm. and then the comment comes on. He's talking about comments like reviews, user reviews, basically. Right. You so can you follow could, the people that reviewed it, or maybe? just see what other people are saying about a show. Right. Like you gotta watch this, or kind of like Amazon reviews, or something. But if like I this. like a reviewer, it'd be cool if I can follow. Continue. Yeah. Follow yeah. Them. I mean, these are all interesting ideas. Netflix is at a point right now where they've definitely got to innovate. Uh, subscriber growth isn't what it was. They've been raising prices. I mean, we've seen the sentiment on the channel anytime we talk about competition. Competition, too. yeah, exactly. There's so many options now. So I wonder if they start thinking about uh, tweaking the platform in that way. Mm. And if they take note of tweets like this that are flying as far as people wanting to have more of a social uh, element around how they use Netflix. Because if you think about it, when it comes to a Netflix show... Getting started on on something, choosing to watch is half the battle. Mm -hmm. And if you're ever with other people, they'd be saying, hey, I recommend that or not that. And inevitably, like you like to have a recommendation when you're going to invest hours into something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I think your idea of like the timestamp is a good idea because maybe you can get like director's comments, mm. like director's commentary or um, what's that? Mike Flanagan, he had that Hill House um, Netflix um, show, and it has a lot of like secretive stuff, like tidbits and you know, like Easter things that you look, yeah, things stuff? you look out for. Okay, and uh, it would be great for people to kind of just comment and you know stuff that you miss. Play along, or if if you go back to Mo's idea of following certain other viewers on Netflix, mm -hmm. then you could maybe have it where it's your own social graph. Right. Yeah. So then it's like watching with friends because their comments are the only ones you see. Mm -hmm. So so you're only going to see approved comments. So you're not going to have like the open web and maybe that's tougher right. Right. to govern. It could just be uh, like you and a dozen other approved people that you, yeah. you can't watch with physically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not bombarded either with comments. It's possible. Yeah. These yeah. are ideas for Netflix, courtesy of Twitter. Mm -hmm. Blackberry has a i guess it's a full wrap i guess r.i.p blackberry like yeah. fully fully because i feel like we've made this clip before r.i.p blackberry but then some company will buy the name and still be making hardware or the software is still like i don't know like they're constantly selling patents i feel they like. had so many patents man yeah anyway this according to the street this is uh, this is it. These are the legacy patents, $600 million. Monday marks the end of the line for BlackBerry's eponymous handset after the tech group sold its final legacy patents on the mobile device for $600 million, which is definitely not nothing. Hmm. BlackBerry's shares moved higher Monday after the tech group sold rights to the legacy patents that powered its eponymous mobile phone handset that once rivaled Apple's. The deal worth $600 million marks the close of a decade-long slide in relevance for the BlackBerry, which at one time held a commanding 43% share. Anything can happen. Anything can change. Change is the rule. It's the only constant. 
Global handset market was used as a verb as well as a noun by celebrities, business leaders, and politicians alike. You would give each other your pin, your BlackBerry pin, hmm. uh, BlackBerry Messenger. BBM. BBM. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah, it, it was like all of these enormously successful messaging apps now that are off at, uh, as that are not SMS. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That was so yeah, was early. Like, they had their, they had that. And just knowing that it was like encrypted, it was private. Crazy, crazy man. That such such a lead, such a head start, and now a complete wrap. By the way, it's worth noting before you move on, you can see that their shares moved higher. It's definitely not RIP BlackBerry. I should just say it's the hardware. We're talking about the hardware here. As a software company, yeah, don't short it. And a and a, as a, a stock. and a security <laughs> firm, that's where their focus has moved. Yeah, uh, just away from hardware. And I don't think any company's going to be making hardware with the BlackBerry brand going forward. Mm -hmm. We have an update with uh, the Joe Rogan Spotify controversy. He has taken to Instagram, Twitter, and you see what it just did. You yeah, see what, what the image just did? That's what we that's what I was talking about. People didn't believe me. How come he's so pale now? Exactly. That filter just happened. That's Instagram. Yes. And then you click on it. Click on it, Will. See? Hmm. Boom. No. What? It's, it's I'm so confused. It's iPhones. It's it's no, but it's Instagram as well. Hold on. And I'm glad I'm glad we have it happening on camera here, like live. Because is it, a, a is, lot of people were questioning if that was actually happening. Is not is that's not his phone that's doing it? Like the sun hitting like a certain. Portion? Well, the question is like, what is this thumbnail from, and what kind of pro? Like, is this from somewhere else in the video? And then when you go to click play, it was different lighting conditions because no, because it seems to have happened. Look at that! It seems to happen like in an instant. It doesn't seem like the way a phone does it. Hmm. So it's almost like Instagram. Weird. Adapting to the video feed and applying some processing to it. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. It <laughs> happened previously when he looked like a zombie yeah, yeah. and everyone was anyway. That that looked different as well. It looked different as well. Yeah. That filter or whatever it was. Yeah, it just it seems to be the future of posting content online that every site has its own processing and your phone is doing so much processing on your complexion as well. It's just it's out of control. But anyway, so here we have a nine minute and 43 second uh, clarification. You want to play a bit of it? Sure. That are disparaging. Um, the podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two. One with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very yeah, accomplished you can, people, you can pause and they it. have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. So if you want, you I mean you can go add to one of his 5.4 million views on this particular clip on Instagram. It's also posted on Facebook and posted on Twitter. It's collectively going to have 10 million plus views. A lot of people want to know what he has to say here. I'm going to uh, at least condense the message portion and I'll tell you what I think about it. But uh, essentially what he says is, hey, I like having conversations and I like having voices on the podcast that are not necessarily uh in line with the status quo that they're not necessarily uh the majority point of view i like sure. to see have the other point of view represented and so forth he goes on to say that uh he does believe that there should be some kind of a disclaimer on his content that uh you know that the opinions expressed are, are not that of the majority medical, medical community or something like this. And that coincides with a statement, a statement that did not mention Rogan from the CEO of Spotify that said something almost identical, which is, hey, we're going to have this disclaimer now, mm -hmm. uh, which he agreed with. He also said that he wants to aim to have uh, experts 
from varying points of views on similar topics closer together when it comes to booking. But I can give you some, some insight into that. A lot of people might look at Rogan's show and say, hey, there's uh, many tens of millions of listeners to this thing. CNN keeps talking about this show. There must be some enormous team that arranges all of this, and, and it's not. No. It's not. Joe does it himself, and uh, he's trying to schedule people in that are interesting and when they can uh, do it. And he's also trying to run a show, so he's trying to get people on um, when there's a lot of interest in that person. That's what you would try to do if you were trying to do a show. Mm -hmm. And so in the case of Malone, he had been booted off Twitter, and I'm sure when, when he was looking for a place to talk, I, I, I'm sure that, that Joe knew that that was going to be a big episode because mm -hmm. your business is you're running a show, as I'm saying. Anyway, so uh, and, and I and I know this firsthand because I've been on there a couple of times. And when, and, and when it came to booking it, went back and forth, forth directly with Joe. He does book his own show. And I know from uh, running an online media business, you can get bombarded. It can be uh, quite the procedure to try to fit everything in and, and wear all these different hats. Mm -hmm. Not to mention just doing the show. And then, like making sure you have the research and you know you know what you're talking about. And, and, and here's the other thing I just want to say about it. By the way, I think that the two things that they said are good ideas. Uh, shout out to Spotify. Shout out to Joe. Put the disclaimer for those that, that need to hear it. Everyone else can recognize that, hey... This variety of guests is not necessarily always in line. It might, you might, it might not be in line with your way of thinking, but mm. does it necessarily mean that it should, um, like, is there a hybrid? Is there an in-between? Much like these other stories I was talking about earlier, where it's like, seems so black and white on the internet, so all or nothing, mm -hmm. where it's, can't there be these hybrids where, okay, you've got a disclaimer for people who are curious. So that they can go potentially and be encouraged to look at the alternative point of view. Like, but anyway, would we have got here without the criticism in the first place and so forth? We're all figuring it out because we're all on the internet and the scope of this thing is expanding rapidly. And we're running these businesses and everybody's trying to uh, keep up with it. Mm -hmm. This variety of, uh, of tasks that anybody in this business might have. So anyway, in uh, it's it's also you got to go back to that clip just for a second because it's also important to note that for those that think, because Neil Young did his thing and uh, boycotted Spotify and, and uh, there was some thinking that maybe other artists would pile on and apply pressure mm -hmm. to Spotify, further pressure. I think for the record, I think this kind of squashes it a little bit. <clears throat> this solution, but also he's got a lot of backers too, which if you scroll through the comments section, you'll see a lot of, well, obviously a lot of people from the uh, fight community. Well, it's because you're not logged in. If you're logged in and you see oh, yeah. a lot of uh, names that you might recognize, but either way, it's a lot of people from MMAs, people from media, uh, prominent so a lot of prominent people, including The Rock, who has like a bunch of likes on his particular comment, encouraging Joe and asking to go on the show. I think what Joe should do, <clears throat> if at all possible, and I'm not sure this is a possibility, but I think you have uh, Neil Young come on the show. That'll be great. You have Neil Young come on the show. And Just have some dialogue. I would hope that that would be a possibility because if the, if what you really care about is representing uh, both sides or your point of view or whatever, and you th that's the platform to do it. And I'm sure that Joe would be open to it. And I'm sure it would be an enormous episode given everything that's transpired. So, Neil, yeah. <laughs> I know you're listening to this, Neil. <laughs> He's definitely not. But... Uh, uh, you know, I like the dialogue, man. You know me, Will. Yeah. Let's 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 hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, uh, I hate the idea of not hearing it because I'm scared. Right. Of what it might be. I, I, I and I know there's differing opinions on this, but how can we know if we don't hear it? 
How can mm-hmm. how can we know? We need uh, a variety of inputs, mm-hmm. uh, ideally. Anyway, obviously within reason. Yeah. Within Spotify's hybrid approach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Neil Young update. Yes, that's right. He uh, so he leaves Spotify, and then Apple says something really nice about Neil. And by the way, I mean, you could make the argument he could boycott all types of streaming services because they're all mega companies that somebody's mad at. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, he decides to sort of go with Amazon. He decides to sort of promote Amazon of all the music streaming services. And he does so for a reason which is quite interesting. Man, I, I don't know if there's any other reasons or incentives to do so. But the main reason was that they support high res audio. Mm. And you may or may not recall, Neil himself attempted to launch a high-res audio player years ago. Hmm. What about uh, Tidal? Yeah, he could have promoted Tidal. Tidal? You're getting audio issues every time you switch to the browser. It goes really loud. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Every time he switches to the browser. Yeah, that's what the comments are saying. I haven't heard it yet. Okay, well. I'll keep that in mind. I'll bring it down a bit. Okay, so anyway, uh, he goes with Amazon, and he says the reason is high-res audio. He used to have a player. Thank you, by the way, Mo. You're keeping us in the loop here. No? Are we fixed? (laughs) Anyway, so he had this thing called the Pono player, which was this tiny little triangular. I don't remember if it was Kickstarter or not, but I actually purchased one. The trouble was attempting to get music onto it. He tried, they tried to have a music store and encourage artists to upload high-res versions of their content. And But it was huge files, as you know, mm-hmm. if you've ever been into high-resolution audio, and it's really not for everyone. But mm-hmm. he had this uh, promotion, which was, hey, uh, it's worth it. And uh, all of this compressed music that people are listening to, you're missing a lot. You're missing out on a lot that's there and so forth. Yeah. You would always like high fidelity music over everything. The yeah, sound. Yeah, but there, there are arguments to, there are arguments for There's against. a sacrifice. Yeah, there. because data, right? Sure. Not everybody wants, depending on where you are in the world, uh, data consumption can be a very sensitive thing. And uh, some people are okay with listening to a lower resolution file. And some actually argue that a lot of people can't even hear the difference. Hmm. That uh, blind tests, there's very few people that have that uh, degree of sophistication when it comes to listening. So, And there's other things in the chain. Headphones and mm-hmm. your environment and yeah, so on and so forth. But anyway, he had a player. Uh, I'm assuming that Things don't didn't sell very well with that player uh, because I don't think it exists anymore. Things oh, kind of no. it's kind of like a relic. Yeah. But uh, what? I guess uh, yeah, you can just go with Amazon. Yeah. Anyway, so he chooses Amazon. All folks looking for my music can easily head to and this was uh, by the way on his uh, Twitter account can easily head to Amazon Music and click here, which is a Bitly. NYA underscore Amazon Music. All new listeners will get four months free. So he's like fully telling you to go with Amazon. Amazon has been leading the pack, is his words, has leading the pack in high-res audio to the masses. And it's a great place to enjoy my entire catalog in the highest quality available. Oh, and then he goes, thanks also to Apple Music. All caps, I love Apple. (laughs) And Kuobuzz for sticking with my high-res music okay so okay i guess that's uh maybe a, maybe somehow connected to that previous pono player it's it's all very it's all very interesting we'll see what happens now that the disclaimer exists on spotify does he come back you know that's the bet now because i remember originally ceo of spotify said we hope to have you back on the platform soon so was he thinking, hey, I'm going to do this disclaimer and then Neil will be satisfied and then he'll come back. But he's talking audio quality now. Yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah. The the rock story. Yeah, I already covered it. Yeah. Go to the next one. Tesla is selling a microphone for karaoke in the car. 
Yeah, did you hear about this? What do they call that? Carpool karaoke? Yeah. It's meant for uh, Chinese New Year's. And they're only selling it in China. And you get uh, a little two mics and a receiver. That's sick. That's fun. Karaoke is fun. So I, I wish I can go to the site, but apparently it's crashed because everyone's ordering it. Oh, does it actually say carpool karaoke on it? Was that unit that you just showed the actual... No, no, oh, that's that's okay. not that's not the one. Oh, okay. No, no, it looks way cooler, and there's like Tesla branding on it. Oh, that's sick. The I'm Tesla gonna try mic. to, uh, I guess, search for it. But, Tesla's. Uh, oh, I was gonna I was gonna read the headline there. Oh, Tesla is selling a new accessory microphone for in-car karaoke. The Tesla mic is only available in China for the time being. The company introduced it amid the rollout of a Chinese New Year software update, which adds a karaoke platform called Leishi KTV to infotainment systems. The content is not available due to your privacy settings. Hmm, that's why you can't see it, Will. How dare you be, oh. be so private? The microphone automatically pairs with the infotainment system, so I presume it's wireless. Tesla mic comes in a pack of two. So, so <laughs> Of course, you, you want to... A duet. Yeah. So you can do a duet. Oh, is that what it looks like? Yeah. Oh, wow. That looks like a... It almost looks like an Earthworks mic. That looks like a decent mic. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't. This is how it looks like with the receiver, I guess. Oh, we got to try to get this. Will this work on my car, though? Uh, or will the software not? I don't know. This We should. We need to be doing a demo. Somebody mm -hmm. in China. Uh, I don't know if anyone's listening in China right now. <laughs> Anybody in China? The pack costs $188, but the Tesla store page is failing to load. Uh, right, because it's getting bombarded right now. It remains to be seen whether Tesla will sell the Tesla mic outside China, though maybe you'll be able to buy it with Doge. Oh, stop it, Engadget. <laughs> buy it with Doge. Stop it, Engadget. But yes, if you're in China, if you if you have any ability to get one of these, we'll sing. We'll, sh we'll, you, do a duet. We'll, we'll, we'll shout you out. We'll send it back to you. We'll pay you money, uh, whatever. We'll make it worth your while because I'd love to check that out. Uh, two New York nurses made 1.5 million in fake vaccine card scheme. Ooh, that's a couple of dollars. Is that? No. Oh, that's their actual cash. Oh, cash business. Whew. Julie Devuano, 49, and Marissa Uraro, 44, were charged with second-degree forgery. Also charged with offering a false instrument for filing. That is a lucrative business. My goodness gracious. Wow. Uh, is this alleged or have they been convicted? I feel like we should be clear on that. I mean, they got the money there. They've got the money. Doesn't it look like that? Two nurses, uh, two nurses in New York, Long Island, allegedly forged COVID-19 vaccine cards and entered the false shots in the state's database. Woo! Mm. So they were deeper than that. Uh, it wasn't like they're just printing off a card that says you got vaccinated, but they were also inserting it into the system, right. into the state system that you had been vaccinated when you hadn't. Whoa. Do you see what I'm saying? That's a good fake. Hey, man. <laughs> hey. <geez. laughs> in the state's database. Yeah, in New York State's database of people that have been vaccinated. So, I, I yeah. I guess like, that's countrywide then? Well, statewide. <laughs> <laughs> Would that data be like put like what if you're traveling from state to state? I presume uh, that that wouldn't be applicable. I no. don't know. Maybe maybe they maybe. share maybe they share data. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, you hear about you've obviously heard about people forging these things, but I never heard yeah. of nurses being involved and actually uh, inputting. Hey, I mean, they got 1.5 mil. Well, it's I like guess Mo it said, if you want a real legit fake, that's the most. Yeah. Intense fake because it's who can tell the difference, who could know the difference. And if you're just typing it into the database, I mean, it's not a lot of work. Yeah. Well, anyway, not they got bigger problems now. Not only uh, I'm sure they've been fired, but now they're I mean, they're obviously being prosecuted. Both women were charged with one count of second degree forgery. Uh, both nurses, obviously, New York State. Uh, they charged 220 bucks for an adult and 85 for children. For the false vaccination card. Look at this bookkeeping. Wow. Damn. That becomes the evidence. Just the little pen on the paper there. Uh-huh. 
You never keep records when you're doing stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, Will. How dare you? 220 for an adult, 85 for a child for a false vaccination card. That's not cheap, really. Think about it. Plus, you're in the database. Uh, but that's a lot of fake vaccinations. You do a little math. Divide mm -hmm. 1. 1.5 million total by 220. It's a lot of people, Will. Mm-hmm. A lot of people must have known about it, too, because this is like word of mouth. How do they get such a supply of people looking for the fakes? Right. People really want to get around it, obviously. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw this photo. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why this photo caught my attention so much. Well, not just mine. 22 hours old and 36.8 thousand upvotes on Reddit. So uh, a lot of people were captivated by this photo you have joe rogan jordan peterson and elon musk posing for a photo in front of uh, the cyber truck hmm. now the cyber truck that they're posing in front of looks to be more of a prototype than the one we were looking at the other day but the fact that they're posing in front of it and it's running leads me to believe this might be the one that elon has been driving around hmm. texas yeah, there's people in it, in the back seat there. Yeah, I mean, it looks fully functional. And those are the rims, by the way, which were on that other more finished-looking mm -hmm. model as well. Now, obviously, Jordan was in Austin to do Rogan's podcast recently. Mm -hmm. So I presume this is a relatively recent photo. And I feel like he said thanks for a ride or something maybe it was on twitter i can't remember but i feel like they've been driving around in this cyber truck and what do you think about this photo uh well what do you what's uh what are your where do you where do you feel it a lot of powerful people that's that's what you, that's, <laughs> that's where i like to meet them yeah well yeah i mean definitely definitely <laughs> that but who do you think do they're, you who do you think they're posing for uh who, whose picture is this? That's what I'm saying, because <laughs> yeah. it hasn't been posted. I don't think it's been posted as far as I know. Yeah, that's a good question. Because they're not looking at the camera here. No, it's... they At the they photo taker. Either... I don't think it's any of their photos. I think someone asked them three to stand in front of it. Oh, okay, yeah. So I that person that. could have a photo. Either that or it was someone at Tesla on behalf of Elon, and I don't know where they would put it. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, what's that arrow? Then there's the arrow. The red arrow is in the photo pointing yeah. at the light in the I'm front. I'm just trying to look for... It's like a fog light, I assume. Anyway, scroll down. I'm sure the top comment will address the red arrow. Uh, Joe Rogan out here looking like Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I was saying to myself, he looked like a 50-year-old retired police officer who retired because of the IA complaints. <laughs> And your Breaking Bad reference fits perfectly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just kind of novel to see them all standing there together in front of such a bizarre vehicle as well. I know they're all pals, but still, it's a uh, cool mm -hmm. photo. It's quite a quite a moment captured there. Yeah. And uh, Jordan's outfits have been getting quite like they're fancy all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wore a tuxedo. It goes a tuxedo the podcast. on the podcast. Joe's outfit. I mean. I could wear that any day. Like that's no, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that looks cozy. that's no problem. Elon's Elon's Elon. shirt says something, which I can't quite make out. Yeah, terminal. Terminal. Yeah, yeah. It might be terminal. And then you got Jordan in the middle, who looks like uh, he has a pocket watch. He, yeah, he's from nineteen. <laughs> what is that? Nineteen uh, forty. But it's his. It's his thing right now. Yeah, it's his brand. His his brand is the tailored yeah, look yeah, yeah. with the vests and such. But I always get hot and uncomfortable looking at those outfits. Mm -hmm. Can't help it. But this is another one from Reddit. Uh, believe it or not, this has even more upvotes. And that showcases how powerful a nice piece of artwork can be. This was, I guess, an ad explaining aerodynamics. I think it was an ad for a car manufacturer by the name of Tatra, which I think... Uh, they're from the Czech Republic, and this was all the way back in 1930 hmm. to describe aerodynamics and the change at the time in automotive design around shapes. And so if you scroll down here, you'll see that the wind is represented as like an evil villain, 
And you can see this villain is grabbing onto the portions that you would grab onto as a human if you were attempting mm. to hold like a toy car or an RC car. If you were the size of that grip. villain, you would. Yeah. The only places you can grip are the places that are destroying your aerodynamics. Those are the places that wind is getting hung up. And then the villain is defeated by the aerodynamic vehicle. Mm. And what's cool is, but like he's deflated. He can't grab anything because it's so slick. But what's interesting as well about this, first of all, the artwork does such a good job of explaining it to anyone. Like if you want to explain mm -hmm. it to a kid, it's fully explained right there. But then the other thing that stood out to me is how much the bottom vehicle all the way back in 1930 looks so much like what's happening to all vehicles, all right, vehicles right now. now. Yeah. EVs. Yep. They're all some kind of variant. So it hasn't really changed that much, these ideas. Obviously, the power uh, powertrain, the the propulsion method has changed substantially with the EVs. But I guess this the, uh, the flow of it, like the actual body, not the framework, but the body of it. That's right. very flowy. But it's but it's kind of it's very similar they, to what we have. But they yeah. knew it in 1930, yeah. and then car designs, automotive designs, cheap gas, mm -hmm. and 1950s and whatever they went crazy with design, like right. like the other car that we have sitting over yeah. there. They just yeah. do whatever because it. And now we go back to just the most efficient shapes possible. Remember when we had the EQS in here? Mm -hmm. The shape of it, I mean, it kind of looked like the bottom right. vehicle yeah. over there. And Even Tesla Plaid is so simple, just aerodynamic that's it that's it that's mm. what it aims to do and everything else is extra and a friend of mine drives a jeep and he was telling me he was in a snow like a wrangler or something yeah he, it's actually the jeep truck but it's okay. essentially a wrangler right. with a bed he was in a snowstorm the other day he said he could not keep the snow from building up on the windshield oh right because it's just piling if you're right. in a terrible snow or slush situation just like aerodynamics, it has no way to really move over. Yeah. And if it gets below the portion where the wipers are, it can just build up. Uh, or the things are just flying like crazy. You're just slamming into everything. Mm -hmm. So as much as I like those old school designs, uh, it's obvious that there's some... Cool looking, but not efficient. Superior effects that go on here when you work, work when you defeat the um, elements instead of try to fight them. Right. Yeah. Like the wind villain from the graphic. Sure. Man makes a power bank able to charge 5,000 smartphones. <laughs> what a monster. That's like hauling it around. It looks like, <laughs> uh, like a car battery in yeah. an electric car. That's how, maybe even bigger actually. And yet he hauls it like as if it's a wheelbarrow or something <laughs> yeah. with a rope. That's how he gets around now. But why does this he... has his phone oh. all charged. Well, now I have the whole explanation. I have everything I need in the first word of the article to understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> YouTuber. YouTuber, handy yeah. gang, noticed. Well, uh, for YouTube, hey. I get it. For YouTube, I get it. He noticed that all his buddies had bigger power banks than his. <laughs> I'm not so happy with that, he writes. It bothered him. In the video below, he claims he could not sleep. So handy gang decided to change that by building the biggest power bank of all. What a monster. I got to feel like, man, I hope that thing is, is that safe? I don't know. He's powering a fridge uh, or TV. it might have been a freezer, a, a TV. Uh, wow. So this is another one of these videos, building videos, making things videos, which are so satisfying to watch. I have my very own satisfying video as yeah. well that I provide, that uh, we're going to get to here in a second. Uh, there's something about the accomplishment I like this guy's warehouse, too. It's pretty cool. So I guess he's got to put... What is this? Is it a car battery pack? It looks originally? like a car battery. It, originally? It must be, right? Because that portion of it looks like it was already put together before he started adding these posts and things to it. Um, but anyway, yeah, he wins now. He can charge everything. Your charger <laughs> sucks. Look at that. Bang. Bang. I can just imagine hauling him hauling this to his friend's house and be like who won now who got this so how many does it say any specs about uh, how many like milliamp hours it actually is or no 20 oh 27 million milliamp hour portable charger <laughs> that 
not really portable. That's equivalent to <laughs> 900 normal-sized large power banks. It has 60 sockets. Are his friends impressed? That's the key. Thumbs up. <laughs> it's, it's like, like okay. Thumbs up, but they look cold, though. They're not taking their jackets off, so maybe they can also use the battery to heat the place over there. Oh, he I mean, good on him. Just you charge know? the whole scooter, why don't you? He's just It's just free charges for people around town. He just looks this around town. <laughs> starts charging people's phones. Bye. I mean, he has it at a lake now. That's good. You know? I feel like you don't need a battery that big for a TV, though. No, know? no. Oh, he's got to do the laundry as well. Okay. He's fishing while he's doing laundry. He's got to bring... In his living room. But then he's got to bring the, the dirty TV. laundry to the lake as well. That's true, yeah. Plus, that lake's looking a little rough, not going to lie. I don't know. Oh, this it's looks good, though. It turns dish. into a cook. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's a great I, video. That's not where I saw this going. My goodness. All right. Well, well done, Handy Gang. Yeah. Shout out. Oh, man. Okay, this is another one that was going crazy on Facebook, actually. Uh, this was a youth basketball game. Now, it's not the whole story. We have to draw some conclusions uh, based on, uh, like, this short clip. It's, in, it's in actually an eight-second clip. Is there swearing? Can I put uh, audio or no? I listen to it on mute. Okay. For safety. But you know, like, the what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, okay, so the title, Coach Chokes Ref, then gets punched by another ref. So we're just going to watch it all go down. You can play it back. Eight-second clip. There's a ref at a youth basketball game. There's a disagreement. Jeez. And the coach goes full blast at the guy, grabbing him around the neck tightly. It's not one of those uh, sort of mock around or near the neck situations. You can tell he's really putting pressure. At which point, the ref, who you, by the way, you, I mean, you do this to a ref. A ref, it's like a, it's like a young guy and like, come on, what could he, what? What could possibly result in this? That, mm. geez, so anyway, the guy, the the ref, who's a little smaller, by the way, than the coach, he reacts by someone punched this guy in the it, it, exactly. The head too. So so the, the the ref reaches up and grabs the other guy's neck. But I had to mm. watch it a couple times to see him do that because it's not immediate. But his other ref comes to his aid, and you'll see him come in from the side, and boom. <laughs> Punch the guy in the side of the head. He comes to defend I didn't even see his fellow ref. His glasses fall off. And the glass, and I think he's knocked out. Like definitely it's over. Oh, is he knocked out? Well, he drops. Oh. He drops when the when the punch comes here. Here it is. The punch, boom. And you oh. see he drops. Right. He drops down. Yeah. I presume it's over roughly after that. Because it looks like the other adults that are there, the other coaching staff. They're they, adults. Well, they don't agree with the guy either. Yeah. You can tell. They're all like, hey, man, what are you doing? Relax. Stop. They're trying to get him off. So in the heat of the thing, I mean, I'm sure that dude is stressed about some other stuff in his life. If he's going that hard at a ref mm -hmm. in a situation like that, like we can definitely move on without uh, move forward without doing something like that. But I guess the question is, is this justified? Like if you're in that situation, obviously you owe, you want to avoid having it go to that extent. But if you're... Again, we can ask the chat. The chat is there. Let's see what they say. If you're the other, like, does, should this guy get punched by the other ref in this case? Uh, I mean, I, I think yes. <laughs> I'm going to skew it. Uh, he's got yeah. him by the neck. He's got him by the neck. You know how that goes. Is there a way to just, you know. Tackle? Yeah. Like, just the take him. Uh, I, I guess a punch would be the fastest. In a moment like that, when you when he's your friend and, and you see the guy has has the upper hand and he's choking him and the other guys honestly the guys around him the rest of the coaching staff should have aggressively pulled him off yeah especially it, the guy behind him the guy they, they they but it all happens fast will let me tell you man yeah let me tell you man this stuff it happens fast and you really wish always wish that you treated it differently and responded differently but ideally his coaching staff uh gets to him aggressively enough to, to stop it before it goes there. But since that didn't happen quickly enough, the other ref came over and said, you're not going to uh, choke my friend to sleep here. And then... He, I want to see an update on this. 
yeah. hopefully uh, we'll see. there's a follow-up. We'll see if it happens. But, the, yeah, that clip is uh, taken off over there on Facebook. On a lighter note, how about oh, something a little satisfying here? Is this the last one of the day, Will? It's the last one, yeah. All right, so a little satisfying moment, the opposite of the last clip. Here we have Sterling Nova car detailing restoration. This is a very beat-up old vehicle. Very cool vehicle, by the way. In uh, much need of some tender love and care. And as you'll see here, that's exactly what it gets in this DIY and crafts video posted seven hours ago, already 1 million views. And why shouldn't it have 1 million views? Watch it come back to life. Look at the way the black goes black again and the orange starts to become vibrant. Moe's got a little smile on his face. He loves it. Pressure washer, man. Pressure so washer does it all. He's uh, protecting the window. I mean, look at this. Wow. Look That's at, the that's most satisfying. Fun, man. It it's all brand new all over again and we've totally washed our minds of that conflict in the last video Cleansed. <laughs> well i actually did forget about yes you did mo and i don't even want to bring you back to it let's stay here let's stay in satisfying land and let's just actually go forward and and see the results here shout out diy and crafts on facebook let's see the finished product will there it is what a restoration Ready to hit the streets better than ever. Wow. Look at that. Lovely stuff. Give me that gargoyle wow. track so we can get That's out of here, Will. Shout out DJT. Thank you to everybody who joined on this uh, live episode. Sorry if there were any technical difficulties. I know Mo was yelling and screaming at me a couple of times. He had his headphone like this, and he had an angry look on his face. It's all right. We made it through. We made it to the end. We made it to the restoration gargoyles live forever i don't know if they actually do i used to watch a cartoon as a kid somebody remind me willie do probably did it too mm -hmm. uh what a time to be alive 2022 it's only up from here we're on the good side of it now ladies and gentlemen we're all gonna get along we're all gonna realize the middle ground we're all gonna hang out in the middle ground that's where the party's at it's where the gargoyles live they de actually they no they live on the top of buildings and they're made of stone and they yeah. come to life i think at night yes anyway yeah. there you have it thanks will thanks everybody